Before we start, please check out our new podcast, Good Sleep. Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting, they can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2368, The Ideal versus the Reality of Changing Your Life by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. And I'm Justin Mollick. This is not your typical podcast. There are no interviews. This is just a short daily show where we can start off the day on the right foot. Speaking of short, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. The Ideal versus the Reality of Changing Your Life by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Quote, our plans never turn out as tasty as reality. Ram Dass. If only life went exactly as we imagined it would go, things would be so much easier. Unfortunately, in my dozens and dozens of habit changes, I've never once had a change go exactly as I'd envisioned. The reality is always different. Here's the thing, that difference can be an interesting surprise or it can absolutely derail you. I'll give you a few examples. Example one, waking early. When I plan to start waking up earlier, I have this rosy ideal about how nice it will be to get up when it's quiet and use my day productively. I'll meditate, write, read, exercise, do some yoga. Life is gonna be amazing. Then I start waking early and the reality is much different. I'm tired, I'm moving slowly. My meditation is fuzzy because I'm tired. I don't write as well when I'm still waking up and I don't feel like exercising. I can become very disappointed with this reality and in myself. Or I can embrace the deliciousness of being tired and see it as a thing to be curious about. I can continue with waking early, but instead of thinking I know how things will turn out, I can simply see what it's like. Take a stance of not knowing rather than thinking things will match my fantasies and explore. Example two, exercise. I always have an incredible plan for when I start a new exercise program. I'm gonna do a hardcore squat program or an ambitious running program or some kind of intense CrossFit style plan. Oh man, I'm gonna be so fit and people will admire my new quads. Then when I start doing the program, not only is it way harder than I imagined, but I struggle to stay with it. And even when I'm able to stay on plan, I might get injured or I'm super sore walking around like a stiff zombie, then for my next workout, I can't push through the soreness. Turns out my body needs a little more rest than I thought, and I should ramp up to intense workouts more slowly. Who would have guessed? I can become disappointed with my body with the reality that meets my optimistic self. Or I can see this as a learning opportunity and a chance to adjust my thinking and my exercise plan. When met with the cold, hard face of reality, we can adjust our plans to be adapted for that reality. We don't have to grip tightly to the original plan, stubbornly trying to make reality conform with our ideals. Adjusting means we learn to be adaptable, 
flexible, and fluid. This is one of the many lovely benefits of meeting reality. And example number three, writing a book. When I decide to write a new book, it's interesting to note what my ideals are. I have this fantasy of being an amazing writer who just blows minds and changes lives. People will not only be impressed by the wisdom and richness of my writing, they'll throw their money at me in gratitude. I'll wake early, write like a maniac, come back to revise and craft my tender words, and then publish within weeks triumphantly. I'm sure you can guess that reality throws some cold water on that fantasy right quick. When I start writing, I first have to deal with the demon of procrastination. I'll want to check email, read my favorite blogs, clean my house, do some quote-unquote research. Those quotes don't mean something dirty. The research is just an excuse to Google things and put my writing off. I'll fall behind schedule, be less than enthused about the project, and enjoy the writing a lot less than I thought I would. Feels like drudgery, not bliss. This can derail me, and it has in the past. But my best response is to accept this reality, to see the humor in it, laugh at myself for my hilarious ideals, to find curiosity in the process, and to find joy in the small moments of creation. Sure, people aren't worshiping at my writing God feet, but I'm connecting with people through my writing. I'm connecting with my inner, unseen self, and I'm connecting with the written word and all other writers in a way that I don't fully understand. This is fascinating and something to appreciate at a level of detail that fantasy can't match. The takeaway, be open. As you can see, the reality of life's changes doesn't come close to what we idealize it to be. When we hit the ground of reality, we're never prepared for its actuality. And for many, myself included, that can be disappointing, frustrating, derailing. But it doesn't have to be a bad thing. If we are open to this different reality, instead of rejecting it, we can accept this new reality, be curious about it, see it as a learning opportunity, find gratitude in the small details of it, find joy in the small moments of it, adjust our plans and learn to be flexible and fluid, embrace the deliciousness of drudger or being tired or sore, and explore with the stance of not knowing. This is how we can meet the cold, hard reality of our actual changes. And it can be magnificent. You just listened to the post titled The Ideal Versus the Reality of Changing Your Life by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. We've heard from a lot of amazing people on this podcast, but if you're like me, you wanna go deeper. So where can you go to learn from the most remarkable people? That's Masterclass. Masterclass offers unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with over 180 world-class instructors, plus every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like John Kabat-Zinn's. He's a mindfulness expert who teaches you how to incorporate meditation into your everyday life. I've loved his class. It's really helped me to hone my meditation skills, especially when I'm out and experience stressful situations and don't have the time or space to have a proper meditation session. I feel that thanks to his class, I've really been able to stay more composed no matter what's happening. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash old. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash old. Masterclass.com slash old. Thank you to Leo. 
This one reminded me a lot of another post we heard very recently, on Wednesday, in fact, from Allison Carmen, sharing the story of a woman who passed away from cancer not too long after reaching one of her sort of lifelong goals of performing in front of tons of people. And what we heard in that article is similar to what Leo is saying. Pretty much never does it work out exactly as we envisioned. Our expectations can really interfere with our happiness of that moment. Again, we heard a lot about this on Wednesday and I shared a pretty good amount of commentary in that article. So if you'd like a bit more about this topic and didn't hear that episode already, definitely check out episode 2365. But that'll do it here for today. Thank you for listening and sticking around until the end. Have a great day. And I'll see you tomorrow as usual, where your optimal life awaits.